Welcome to the Alad Pod, Missouri's online town hall program bringing our government back to you. I'm your host, Alad Gross. I'm a civil rights and government transparency attorney, an educator, and a friend to all dogs who weigh at least 40 pounds, who believes that our government should be responsive to we the people. This show is about big ideas, including yours. So you're invited to participate and ask questions when these shows are live before they become podcasts at alodgross.live. On this episode, we speak with Bob Butler, the chair of the Jefferson County, Missouri Democrats. We talk about Democratic efforts to rebuild in areas that are increasingly voting Republican. And we talk about Missouri's Senate race with a candidate forum scheduled one year out from the election on November 3rd. Bob, are you there? I'm here. All right, here. great. Well, welcome, welcome to right. the Alad Pod. It's your first time on the uh, the show. Uh, very excited to kick. This is season four. We're kicking off with you. So this is a wow. this is a big honor interview today. Well, I'm excited to be here, and I appreciate you inviting me to come on. <laughs> Bob also warned us that uh, five dogs. You said correct. Five dogs, yes. Okay. And, and live he, the, I live a little bit in the sticks, so yes. <laughs> and he partially <laughs> promised that if any of them starts barking and interrupting, that they get some screen time, but we'll see if that works out. Uh, yeah, Bob, so I, I'm really excited to have you on. I mean, I've, I've known you for a bit. Um, I should have invited you on earlier to talk, but uh, this, is, this is a really good uh, time, I think, to talk about all of the stuff that we're going to be talking about today with Jefferson County um, and with the Senate Forum that's coming up very soon, because there's just so much activity going on. And I've, I've gotten to hear you speak a bit about uh, the efforts that are going on right now in your neck of the woods uh, to really rejuvenate what the Democratic Party is doing there and to make sure that folks are able to participate more in their government, which is which has really been a big issue in Missouri for, unfortunately, some time now. Uh, but, you know, don't let me introduce everything. I'd love if you could tell folks um, what you're doing with the uh, Central Committee, um, kind of your role there, and uh, why this is something of such interest to you. Well, I mean, I, I became the chair of the Central Committee in Jefferson County uh, about a year ago. And, you know, we, we, the party, and I like to give a little history of Jefferson County so people kind of understand yeah. where we're coming from. Jefferson County, Missouri, and, and if you, since you're from people around the state, we're just south of St. Louis County, we're the adjoining county. Uh, we were a solidly and a reliably blue county for years and years and years. Um, 2008, uh, this county elected Barack Obama by a majority in, in this county. Uh, then things turned. They turned rapidly, and we started. Uh, we turned red very quickly. Uh, and what? So, in terms of a background of the county and why I think it's so important for what we're doing here, is this is a blue-collar, hardworking county, and they have working, working family values here. But there, there's a disconnect between the Democratic Party that occurred sometime between 2008 and present. And so, what we have is we're the sixth largest county in the state. Um, and we have turned red quickly. Uh, but I like to point out to people that, you know, when right to work was on the ballot, this county was one of the leaders in the state. Seventy eight percent of the people in this county voted against right to work. 
That's pretty significant. Yeah. Uh, 60% of the people in this county voted in favor of an increase in minimum wage. So what we see is a, is a county where if you throw a map out of the state of Missouri and you say, where can we make gains back? This has got to be one of the spots that we take a look at because we know we have blue collar, hardworking, working family values here. But they, like I said, there's a disconnect with, with the party right now. So when I took office uh, as, a, the, as the chair, uh, the first thing we said is we needed that we needed to reach out and to message people in this county. One to let them know the Democrats are still here, uh, but two to to really connect with them the idea that look, you're voting for values that benefit you, but your elected officials, your local elected officials, are doing just the opposite. And so you know we're pointing out that we have elected officials in Jefferson County that are voting for right to work. We're voting, uh, we're very instrumental in voting against the increase in minimum wage in St. Louis County when they overrode that. Uh, so they're working exactly against what you're asking them to do. Mm-hmm. So we're putting together a Facebook, and you know, multimedia, uh, social media program to try to message uh, really local issues. Um, and then we're also building our foundation and our base back in Jefferson County. And we know that's going to take some work. But as I said, we we impact a lot. Jefferson County has been a bellwether county for years. Who wins in Jefferson County wins statewide. It, it, we have that, you know, it's it's that's been consistent over the years. And we do have a huge impact on congressional district number two, which is Ann Wagner's seat. Mm-hmm. Um, we think we're going to have a bigger input in that. So we think it's a very important county. Um, so we're doing a lot of things like that to try to get things going uh, yeah. in Jefferson County. Yeah, and, and I mean, you've you've just on on I, there are very few experiences uh, kind of seeing what folks are thinking and how they're reacting to either a political party or a candidate than being a candidate yourself. And uh, uh, you've had that experience, too, because you've 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 uh, really gotten the chance to talk to folks about uh, what their needs are uh, specifically in Jefferson County. And I, I wonder what. You know, in terms of you're talking about messaging and kind of the strategy to get there, what what kind of messaging have you seen that's worked or what kind of issues are folks uh, really attracted to when they're when they're deciding a vote? Because I I think you're right. I mean, I've I've visited quite a few uh, union members in Jefferson County and a lot of union clubs. And uh, there's a lot of folks who are connected to uh, labor in one way or another and a lot of folks who really care about workplace protections and so much more. Um, So I I wonder for for you and your experience, what have you seen that folks really do care about in Jefferson County? Well, I mean, they, they certainly care I mean, I, in my, they care about issues like, um, I, I think, medical attention. We, we're, we're sort of a rural, urban area. Um, if you go to northern Jefferson County, which has really become sort of your suburban area of St. Louis, St. Louis County, it's a little different than southern Jefferson County. Now, I've never really run in southern Jefferson County, but they do care yeah. about health care. Um, they care about having uh, jobs and good paying jobs. Um, and what and I do think one of the things they care about in Jefferson County is they want jobs in Jefferson County. There's a large percentage. Jefferson County is a, a large percentage of people who live in Jefferson County work in St. Louis City, St. Louis County. So they they're transient. They're out of the district or they're out of the county and then they come back and live in the county. So they want to see jobs in their county. That's one of the issues that, that they perceive. 
Um, you know, this this is it is sort of a rural, rural mix. I mean, it's it's I would say it's not really uh, what I would refer to as a progressive county. So it's not, for example, you, you couldn't take a, a candidate from the city of St. Louis and put them in Jefferson County. That would probably not resonate really well. Um, they're a little more conservative. But, you know, they it, it, it's a, what I find that they care is they, they, they have some some rural values. But they do care about jobs. They care about um, health care. They care about equal pay, uh, you know, in terms of getting paid a fair wage. Those seems to be the issues that do resonate in Jefferson County from a from a standpoint that hurts us uh, as Democrats. They identify a lot with there's a lot of a lot of the gun lobby down here is very successful. People uh, gun issue has always been an issue down here. But that's something that we need to message on in a positive tone. So one of the another issue that is as a very conservative county, we have a lot of people who are who are uh, anti-abortion down here. So mm-hmm. one of the things we've talked about is, look, let's start messaging. Let's quit talking about those issues on their terms. Let's start talking about them on our terms. And and that's the messaging that we want to get out for. I, I use the example for uh, like the issue of abortion. Let's quit talking about uh, the issue of, oh, um, if you say I'm personally against abortion, but, um, you know, I don't want to interfere with a woman's choice for pro-lifers, it doesn't work. So let's talk about uh, I'll take Mary Elizabeth Coleman, who's a state representative down here. Look, the reason women choose abortions is, they, they, you know, because economic issues, um, you know, a lot of choices, you know, not being a woman, I can't address all of those. But health care, education, those things, they don't feel they can bring a child into this world. So let's address those issues and let's point out that. Listen, Republicans are voting consistently against the reasons, you know, to not help women. Women are choosing these to have abortions because of these reasons. And these Republicans are voting to not help these women in this regard. And then they're saying, well, just say no. Well, that's not working. We know that doesn't work. So, you know, my, my issue is, is let's address those issues instead of going back to the old, you know, the, the old way that we've been addressing them. So let's let's take issues like that and let's change the format. Let's change how we're going to discuss them. And let's see if we can win them back. I mean, my yeah. feeling is, and I, I'm probably off topic of your question is, That's there's right. 40% of the people in this county, we're not going to get back. You know, they're queuing on people, they're, they're way to the right. Let's, let's get back to 20% we can get back because that gives us a majority. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I, I think, um, you know, one of one of especially when I think I think in Missouri, a lot of folks look at uh, abortion. There's a debate about that within some segments of the Democratic Party and how to discuss it or whatever. I I don't know. I've I've seen. I think that that now especially because where this right comes from is from really the right to privacy and to make private decisions and you know to have really your own independent choices about. Uh, your life. And I, I think that now, especially uh, given everything that's happening in, in technology, online, uh, that we're seeing really all around us with all the, the tech that we're using to just do this right now, it's that the, the right to privacy has been so eroded by uh, large companies, the government, in so many different ways that, I don't know, I, I've seen that 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 message, I think you're right in terms of how do you connect with somebody initially from a, a value side of things where somebody wants to listen to you. Um, you know, I, I think that really talking about these rights as being fundamental, why they're important, what the, the kind of background to that is, is so important. I think to your point, too, uh, we don't really do uh, a very good job uh, teaching 
about history, the history of the state, the history of this country in so many ways, and kind of that foundational element where folks, um, we have forgotten so much. And you know, the old saying is that when you forget history, you're doomed to repeat it. I think that there's, there's so much that we have forgotten about Missouri and the, the status that we had in pioneering and leading on so many things. And we see a lot of folks who talk about, oh, Missouri being really bad for uh, so many statistics, but we don't really think back to the time when Missouri was, for example, leading in uh, the juvenile court system or when Missouri uh, pioneered the court plan and, and uh, choosing judges in an impartial way mm-hmm. or uh, the, the wonderful education programming that we had that was a model for the rest of the country from the 60s. I think that there's there's a lot where you know folks, in, I think, in, in a more conservative mindset really worry about tradition and losing what we have. But uh, I think a lot of folks don't realize that we've actually lost quite a bit in Missouri because of unfortunate decisions often made by folks who are in government who uh, do not appear to be representing us as, as, as much as they should be. Um, so I, I think it's interesting. Have I guess in the efforts that you've made so far, this is kind of a, a startup right now. Is that is that kind of the phase yep. that you're in right now? Yes. Right now, what we're trying to do is we're just trying to build our base. Mm-hmm. Uh, the overall plan is to build a solid social media base so that we're equipped when the election comes around next year, um, that we can start harping on these messages and we can reach out and have a following that we can have a real impact. So what we've been doing now is pretty much been um, sort of, I want to call viewer friendly, sort of happy, you know, hey, Democrats care. This this is what we do. This is what we are. Here's an introduction. These are our Democratic candidates. We just kind of put them out, all of them out in a favorable light. We're not endorsing anybody. We just put all of our profiles. We profile, you know, people uh, like myself and other members of the Central Committee to kind of humanize the Democratic Party is that, look, look, we're not bad people. We're your neighbors. Mm-hmm. We live here. And we've had some success with that. And then we're going to move into other areas. We're, we're, we're starting to get a little money where we're accumulating a little money that we can do some additional paid advertising. Uh, we want to get into, you know, one of the one of the campaigns I want to get into is just, again, to attract people is on the mask issue. We know that a good percentage of even Republicans favor mask mandates. And we want to start getting into the messaging. Look at, you know, we have an organization down in Jefferson County called the Patriots. Um, and they're extremely right wing and they're bullying our school boards and their school, you know, and our elected officials. Mary Elizabeth Coleman has just filed a, a lawsuit against our health department for simply making recommendations that the CDC have put out um, and they're wasting our taxpayer dollars. So these are messages that we're going to say, look, these Republicans aren't working in your interest. They're working in their interest. Um, and these are messages that we want to build on over time and kind of build our base up so that we're ready to go in the election cycle. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to for for folks. Well, I guess, no, this is a great time because we'll plug it several times. Why not? But for folks who uh, would like to get involved, because Jefferson County um, is such an important county. I mean, all all of the counties are. I know we've got a lot of folks who are watching, but just in terms of, of the electoral side of stuff, it has been so important in Missouri politics. But uh, we've got the website up. It's on the screen. It's uh, Jefferson County modemcentralcommittee.org. It's a long one. Took up a lot of space on the screen. That's okay. You can also see it in the description link right there, too. But folks can go to that website to get more involved, to donate, that sort of thing, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and one of the reasons Jefferson County, as you said, is important 
you know, we have in this upcoming cycle, we have uh, we have seven state representative districts that affect Jefferson County Mm -hmm. Um, because of term limits and because of the quick shift from Democrat to Republican down there. Four of those seats are termed out uh, with Republicans. So we have four open seats. Uh, Again, I mentioned Mary Elizabeth Coleman. She's announced that she's going to run for Senate, which means that's Mike Revis's old seat. So that's actually potentially five state representative seats in an open state Senate seat. Uh, we, we affect three congressional races, the second, which is uh, Ann Wagner, the third, which is Blaine Luchtemeyer, and the eighth, which is uh, Jason Smith down in Cape Girardeau. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have a big say in terms of a lot of different elections this county does. Uh, we have an impact on a lot of different races. Um, and yes, so it, it's, it's important for those reasons. And it's significant this time because we have so many open seats that we can try to to really make an impact on and get get candidates in there. So we're looking to recruit candidates and recruit people to help us with those candidates. Great. Okay. And if somebody is interested watching right now and they're interested in running, uh, can they can they contact you? Would, would you? I know you guys can't take a side, uh, you know, if there's right. a potential primary, but they can contact you to get more information about how to do that, right? Absolutely. In fact, I mean, what, you know, as you said earlier, I've run a couple of times, uh, three times, and, you know, my uh, my goal now is to try to help potential candidates just kind of sit them down and say, look, here are the people you need to call. Uh, let's get you started. Uh, no matter who, you know, no matter what, I, I'm not endorsing you, but I want to see strong candidates come out anywhere. So when we, we have people who approach me, I, you know, I, I offer to sit down with them and share all of my contact information that I have with them and people who they can, how they can get started and how we can get this role. And that's one of the roles that the Central Committee did not really perform before. Mm-hmm. that we're trying to evolve that I want to get to the point in our county where if you're running for the 111th state representative district, you come to me and we know you're going to be the candidate. We can just say, okay, here's, here's the sign locations. Here's the, here's the 25 people you absolutely must call to get this thing done in your county yeah. and your, in your district. Those are the things I think we need to do as a central committee. I think every central committee needs to do that. Right. And it's so important to have that knowledge somewhere so that, it's not lost and folks know that there's somewhere to go to, you know, get a jumpstart. We're not reinventing the wheel every time. Uh, yeah, we do have some comments coming in before, though, before we get to some of these are are from your neck of the woods, too. Uh, before we do that, though, I do want to talk about uh, a bit about the uh, Senate candidate forum so that folks know uh, where to go. So I'll, let me put that on the screen real quick for everybody so they can see. But there will be a uh, United States Senate Democratic candidate forum this Wednesday, November 3rd at 7 p.m. Uh, it will be in person at the Jefferson College Fine Arts Theater. And uh, we'll also be streaming it on here. And I bet a bunch of the candidates will be streaming it, too. But we'll have that on uh, to... Uh, to really, you know, to get as many folks really hearing from the different candidates who are there. Um, and I know uh, I know sometimes with, with having so many candidates on at one time, it can be hard to really go in depth with each one of them. But I'll, I'll definitely make the offer then, and I'll make it here too. But if any of them want to come on to do this and take as many questions as possible, happy to do that for any one of them. So, um uh, don't get too. We we. There's a certain set time that anybody can moderate a forum for, and uh, it is it is not <laughs> it is not forever. So, uh, but that should be exciting. I mean, this is this is great. This is going to be. I guess this will be the the first one with all of them in person. I think. I don't think I've seen another one where they've all been uh, at the same physical place at the same time. 
it's the first one that I'm aware of. And, and the reason the reason I'm excited, I mean, we, we tried to pose the questions. We don't want to we don't want to Trump style debate. We don't think that's productive, but we want to get we, we really want to promote the names. We want to promote that. Hey, this, these are our candidates who here they are. Get, get to know them, that they're out there. Um, but we're really trying to we really tried to structure our questions that if you're if you if you watch the debate and you're wanting to know, hey, where on the spectrum does this person stand versus this person? We're hoping that with the questions that we're asking that you, you'll get a good idea of where this person stands yeah. and whether you want to, you know, whether you feel if you're wanting somebody more progressive or somebody more moderate, where they stand in that in that in that realm. Hopefully this will flush that out. So, yes. And I'm really excited because we have um, two of the candidates are coming from Kansas City area. So right. I'm very excited. We're going to have them live. The local radio station, KJF, has said that the following day they won't do it that night, but they will stream it the next day for us on the local radio station. So we're going to have some great coverage. So, yeah, we're pretty excited about it. That's great. So, yeah, no, it's uh, uh, exciting. I get to uh, to moderate a little bit too, so that will be uh, that will be fun. Yeah, get. Uh, yeah, we we appreciate you moderating. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm excited to do it. Yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully we'll go without a hitch. Yeah, I think uh, um, yeah, I think with with the candidates that we've got, um, I'm not I'm not too worried about somebody. Uh, uh, yelling over the questions or anything. I think everybody's going to be very civil about that. So it should be an easy one to <laughs> moderate, unlike some uh, recent ones we may have seen on national TV. Um, oh, great question from uh, Bill uh, over in um, Rala, actually. Hold up. So let me put this up on the screen real quick. He wants a direct link uh, to promo it in Facebook. That's great. And for anybody who wants to, uh, wonderful, go ahead and comment down here. There's actually going to be a couple of ways for you to do that. One of those is, you know, kind of the traditional sharing it uh, once the the link is live. Uh, But if you'd like to actually get on the pre-scheduled link, uh, I can send you a, a, a website for you to actually sign up. So if you've got a Democratic club uh, or if you've got your own page and you just want to share it ahead of time so that folks know it's going to go live automatically, um, I've got a link for you, too. So just let me know. Send me a message. Uh, uh, and, Bill, I've already got you on the list for that, so we'll do that. Uh, but for folks who do want to come and are available in person, I do have that link up, too. You can actually RSVP ahead of time. Um, and there's a nice short link right there. It's a bit Lee links. That's bit.ly slash Jeffco forum, and you will be able to RSVP there. And Bob, uh, uh, just based on COVID protocols and everything else, it's probably a good idea for folks to RSVP ahead of time just to make sure that they've got one of the, it's 150 spots, right? We don't have 150 left. I can tell you that we well, we're uh, we good. have reservations at this point of around uh, right around 100, a little more than 100. So um, and we and, and we have to make a provision for about 20 for candidates. Yeah. So I figure there's about you know 30, 35 spots left uh, okay. to to appear. So yeah, we'd like to fill the place up. Uh, we, it is it, the auditorium holds 300, but because of COVID, we can only have 150 people in there. There will be a mask requirement. Uh, for two reasons. One, we want we don't want the trolls, but also uh, we want to be safe. So yeah, if you can make it, uh, let RSVP so we can fill the list out. We'll have a we'll, we have tickets, but we're not. It's really more of a will call thing. You'll have your name down, come in and report in, and, and come on in. So right, yeah, should be a good time. Um, and uh, yeah, I think 
think we'll, we'll, we'll learn quite a bit uh, that day. So it should, uh, I mean, we'll go on for, for a couple of hours, so just kind of expect that. When can, folks, folks can start coming in a little bit early, though, before 7, right? Yes, yeah, so we have the auditorium from 6, so from okay. about 6 to 6, I mean, we, we can get a little early to set up, but about 6 right. o'clock, people can start coming in if they want to come in to, to, to the event. So Great. That's okay, so yeah, so if, you, if you've got some time, come on early, you can say hi to before, uh, before we get started, but uh, 7 o'clock is when uh, we'll get the forum going. But yeah, very excited for that, and uh, like I said, if, you, if your question is not asked during the forum, don't worry, uh, just ask them in the comments, whatever it is, and then we'll try to have them on later so that they can ask your question in particular when you're watching. So uh, great We're question, Bill. Thanks for putting that on. Oh, go ahead. Well, one other thing I was going to say is if you want to show up, we're hoping to get at least from CD2, a couple of the candidates, Congressional District 2 could come down uh, to be there. So they may be around in the hall afterwards if people would right. like to meet the candidates. Yep. I haven't got complete commitments from them, but I do anticipate them being there. Yep. Yep. No, that's 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 great. Yeah. I mean, if you guys are watching, come on down, whatever you're running for, even if you're if you're thinking about running, this is a great opportunity to come see, um, you know, kind of see how how this can go, because there are there are quite a, when you are running for office, there are a lot of people who have a lot of questions. And uh, it's it's always good. I've always found it great to see how people, you know, kind of respond differently, what those different questions can be. Um, goodness, I mean, on, on my campaign, I did probably 600 and something meetings. And uh, there was towards the 500 level was, you know, I, I, there were very few questions I was getting that were new. But, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's not just about the question. It's also about where the person is asking that question from. And it might actually be something about something that's deeper that they're not really sharing with you on the surface that you kind of learn about later. And those, those can make some uh, great conversations. And, and we actually had a lot of input from folks and putting policy proposals together for what the attorney general's office can do. Um, and so, I mean, if you're a candidate, if you're somebody who's interested, great opportunity to see um, what folks are thinking, talk to folks, uh, learn more, and, and meet Bob. Goodness gracious, it's a great opportunity to do that, too. So um, we do have uh, a Jefferson. Oh, look at this from Jefferson County. Uh, this is great. OK, and, and you actually hold up. Lorraine, let me get you here. You actually had um, some other issues that you are seeing in particular in Jefferson County. Um, infrastructure, like flooding and Internet. You know, that, that last part, uh, certainly flooding, we have seen quite a bit um, of sure. and, and more so now. Um, the Internet question is a really interesting one, too, because, um, you know, when, when you're talking about getting the word out and getting um, – the message out to folks. There are, especially in rural areas of the state, there are pockets where internet connectivity, uh, cell phone connectivity is not great. And it's, it's hard to get um, really some of, of, of these resources that are, are now so concentrated online versus where they used to be, especially with local newspapers that are unfortunately dying out. Some are doing well, but a lot of them are, are not right now. Um, and we've got a lot of radio stations that, uh, you know, may have one perspective focused on versus another. Um, so are, are there, I mean, I guess, I guess in, in terms of looking at um, one, like those issues in particular in Jefferson County, but two, also in terms of getting the message out to folks who may not have as strong of a connection to 
those internet resources. What are the thoughts there to reach folks in, in, in those situations too? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, we ha- we just have to reach out on an individual basis. I mean, we have mm-hmm. to get our local members, we're, you know, phone calling becomes, you know, sort of the traditional ways of doing it. Yeah. But, but Lorraine brings up a really good point because um, those issues sort of impact, you know, Arnold, you can probably get pretty good Internet reception. I live out in Barnhart right now. I'm on a, I'm on an AT&T hotspot because I can't get Internet service. So my Internet's a little questionable. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's a real issue for people who live, you know, I have the, I have the fiber optic cables that go right along the bottom of my street, but I can't get them to come up and connect with my house. Because of call. Um, so who do we, we, ta- who do we talk to about that, Bob? Who do we talk to? <laughs> Listen, I'm talking next week. We'll, we'll get them on here. <laughs> I, I always said, if I would have won the election, I would have gotten internet service here. But, yeah. they, but, you know, that is a real issue. And when we talk about, you know, you talk about that issue, that's something that really affects us further you go south in Jefferson County. Because when you get down, you know, into the Festus area and down in Crystal City, and even I mean, even those spots are not too bad. But as you get further down in DeSoto and further south in Olympian Village in Jefferson County, those folks don't have really great. Just, they just don't have great. That's why that infrastructure bill is a real important bill, bill to mm-hmm. affect Jefferson County. Uh, the flooding issue is really sort of a new, uh, when I say new, it's not completely new, but, you know, they did, the, they came in and they did some, they fixed up in, uh, um, down in Fenton to try to help some of the flooding down there. Well, that just pushed the water into Jefferson County. Uh, mm-hmm. Highway 55 closed two times in the last four years uh, where they actually had to shut, you had no access in and out of Jefferson County off, off of 55 for about two or three days. That had never happened before. And so, yeah, so that is a, that is an issue that is impacting people here. And then those again, those infrastructure bills are important for Jefferson County and people do care about them uh, and they care more about them. Usually in the spring, it's just probably why that slipped my mind, because I'm not thinking about it right now, but I will be in a few months. Um, <laughs> that becomes a, <laughs> becomes a problem. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah, there's just I mean, it's there's so much in terms of how. Like flooding is is a great example of how policy can impact so much, uh, especially when you're thinking about you know where what where you're putting levees and, and where you're really running the water and what the impact is that's going to be downstream, upstream, everything else. And um, that is a conversation that um, unfortunately uh, it seems like very the few people who are most impacted are always ready to have that conversation, but the rest of us really aren't until uh, the highway's not working too well, and then that, that becomes a problem. Would be nice to have, you know, more of a, a long-term vision, but yeah, I think, uh, uh, you know, I think that just really depends on who uh, who we've got up there, but yeah, infrastructure, I think, all around the state, really, is such a big key issue, um, and the governor, I mean, he's been talking quite a bit about it, too, um, really promoted uh, increasing the gas tax this last time uh, for, for road construction and, and, and projects. Um, you know, there was a lot of debate about whether that was uh, the right way to go about doing it, but now there's, you know, this federal proposal to really bring a whole big, a lot of investment into Missouri, which is such a central corridor to so much of the, uh, the trade and, the, and the, the road networks that are going throughout the country. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very big deal for our state and our state's economy to uh, to deal with infrastructure and you know any any kind of proposal to really fix that would be uh, 
I think would be welcome in a lot of ways, especially for those who have traveled over state borders and all of a sudden see that the roads are, are much nicer on the other side, which is just depressing to see. But, um, yeah. Uh, I wonder, I was, you know, I was... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, one thing I was going to add is, because I think your question is sort of also directed, how are we going to message those those people? Right. I know we started, we started our program with Facebook. That's where we started. That was our base. But now we've, we've opened a Twitter account and we're starting to hit Twitter. We're also, as you know, having run for office, you can now do text messaging. Yeah. Um, you can hit large. Volume. So we want to build that base up for that reason, because while they might not get good Internet, mm-hmm. um, they're taking their phones places where they do pick up Internet. If we hit them with text messages, you right. know, um, Twitter, Instagram, you know, eventually we're going to ex- expand into all of those mediums once we get a little up and running and a little more money in, in the bank and we can do those things that's where we want to hit our messages so hopefully hopefully we're going to get people you know met, get that message out in those ma- in those ways yeah and so. I, I think one of one of the the biggest one of the biggest benefits i was just talking about i was up in hannibal uh last week well no this past week um and, and talking to a, to a group of folks there and uh we uh um one of the one of the big issues, at least that I talked about, and I think folks in the room really agreed, is that the um, information that we have on voters as a party uh, could certainly be stronger, especially in areas where uh, maybe the the Democratic Party organizationally hasn't been as strong, and so there hasn't been as much outreach. So when you're talking about direct calls and text messages, that stuff is great because um, when you get responses from folks, you're actually helping everybody who's going to be using this, basically this Democratic phone book into the future too, which is helping candidates, it's helping um, the the committees going forward, it's helping other groups that are trying to reach out to voters. So that's a, that's a really crucial long-term thing too. Uh, nobody likes to get those texts where it's like, hey... Um, uh, Joe, uh, I'm sure this is you because this is the number I bought and it said Joe next to it. Would you uh, do this for me? And that's not you. You know, you're you're Sarah. You're not Joe. And uh, that, that's it's it's always usually your first uh, impression is is very important, especially when it's coming through a text message. So, um, yeah, I, I have. I mean, I don't know how uh, if you've if you've experienced that, but. Even in, I mean, I think this is this is true statewide, but certainly more uh, in particular areas where those phone calls haven't been going on for a while. But what what have you seen in terms of uh, has that been your experience too with the data with candidates who are running and and they're kind of struggling with the resources that they have right now? Oh yeah, I'm absolutely. I mean, when you're yeah. running. Uh, you know, even down here when you ran before, just the resources in terms of messaging, it's hard. Right. You know, even if you're talking about cable or whatever, those are hard mediums for us to hit in Jefferson County. And I think in most rural areas it is. And we're now in northern Jefferson County. It's a different scenario again than, Jefferson, than southern Jefferson County. So we have sort of two different, you know, uh, two different areas that we kind of have to deal with. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, resources are, are tough. I mean, I mean, one of the reasons, another reason that resources are tough in Jefferson County right now is just because a lot of people don't believe in Jefferson County right now because they're mm-hmm. looking at the last elections. So we, that's the other thing. We've got to fight. We, we, we know that we're not going to flip this in two years. Uh, it may take four, six, eight years. Um, so it's a long, it is a long-term project, but we're hoping things like infrastructure and those things that will be built um, will be helpful, but we also feel like we need to build a foundation, sort of old school foundation, so we can get back 
uh, get back to where we were. Right, right, yeah. Um, back to basics sometimes. Sometimes we forget. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's good to get back there. No, it's great to see all the work that you're doing. Um, one of the things, when I was up in, in Hannibal, um, it, the, it was actually a, a meeting, um, uh, and shout out to my, my fiddlesticks crew up there, but it was, it was a meeting with, um, uh, multiple counties at once. And part of the reason there was because some counties, um, that are adjacent or very nearby at least uh, only had maybe a couple of folks who were really involved and had fallen off for some time. Uh, and instead of kind of letting that happen, uh, they decided to form um, the, you know, Northeastern democratic group. So that way it's more of a regional uh, thing. And I think you see a lot more partnerships that way. And then if, if you do have, you know, a bad cycle in one County or, you know, a few folks aren't, aren't there, or they need some help recruiting, they're helping each other. And I noticed for the forum that's coming up, it's not just the uh, Central Committee for Jefferson County that's putting it on, uh, but you have the Women Dems in Jefferson County, and now St. Genevieve, uh, their club is is involved too. Um, so have you, I, I guess it, it, from at least that event, uh, certainly it looks like uh, you know folks are working together to get it done. I know St. Gen has been very, everybody in Jefferson County too has been very active. Um, is, that, is that an approach that you all are looking to um, to explore in the future with more folks. I think Southeast Missouri, they've got a group there that um, mm-hmm. you know combines a lot of folks from different counties as well. Is that something that we should uh, we might be seeing too um, in the Jefferson County area as well? Yeah, I, I, there's there's no question. There's a, there's a number of groups that are doing trying to do some of the same things that we are. Other people mm-hmm. are trying to do taking efforts in, in other avenues. Um, but you know there is a spillover from Jefferson County to St. You know St. Francis County, right. uh, St. Genevieve. Uh, we absolutely want to work with those counties because there is that spillover. But we also this needs to be a statewide effort, and we do need to avoid one of the things. I, I'm a big believer that you know when, once once Claire McCaskill lost, uh, we don't have any real powerful national figures in Missouri. So we really almost have to go back from the foundation, county by county, and we need to help each other out, and we need to build up from the base back up. Uh, that's the only way we're going to be able to do it. And you know, my message, because you know, I reached down to St. Genevieve, but I also, as you know, I reach out to St. Louis City and St. Louis County because mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell people in the city and the county, look, you know, you got we had a lot of Democrats from from the city and 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 the county, but. We don't have any in Jefferson County, and if we're going to give them any help in the city, you're going to have to have Democrats for Jefferson County and and some of the, you know, this is an area where we can reach out to. And so we need to work with St. Louis County, which we are. We've been talking with with a lot of, you know, a lot of the local groups that are on the southern border of Jefferson County as well. Um, And and we're also working with people in the city. And I think it's the only way for us to go forward is that, you know, people who are in solid Democratic areas are going to have to try to help those that are trying to build back to that area or we're not going to get anywhere. You know, we've got, um, while you're talking, we've got uh, an interesting question coming in from Twitch. Some of it I can't put on the screen or I'm just choosing not to. I guess I could press the button anytime. Uh, but uh, it seems like somebody who's just very down on Missouri. Uh, I don't know if they're in Missouri. You can tell me if you want to. Uh, but someone who's very down on Missouri uh, just doesn't see the point. What, what is the point of all of this stuff and all of this organizing and, and really trying to do? Is there, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of folks who, who are just saying, you know, there's no chance 
and uh, uh, Missouri is uh, very much racing to a position of of really extreme positions in many ways. Um, and maybe we're, we're seeing that because some folks are uh, really interested in uh, the next office rather than the one that they have right now. I think there's a whole lot of reasons for that. Uh, and one of those, I think, too, is, you know, somebody else commented, uh, it's great to see um, Jeff Dems fighting back. Uh, that was uh, over on YouTube from Missouri 05. And I, I think that that's something a lot of folks... In, in certain areas of the state maybe haven't seen. They haven't seen a lot of fighting back or, or organized efforts from uh, Democrats in particular. I think in some areas you could say that's true about Republicans too, but I think less so. Um, you know, what do you, what do you tell folks who are, who are sitting there and they're saying, Bob, man, you know, this all sounds great, uh, but uh, I, how, how is this going to work? Like, is there, is there any way this is going to work? And, and when you are uh, looking at this plan, uh, I mean, what what should we be expecting? Are we expecting something that's long term? What are we going to see in the short term? But really, what, what do you tell folks when when they're really down on uh, where Missouri is right now? Well, I, I try to point out a couple of things. Number one, Jefferson County just 12, 13 years ago was solidly blue. When I was a kid, I grew up in St. Louis County. That was solidly red. Well, look at it now. St. Louis County is solidly blue and Jefferson County is solidly red. So these things change over time. But, you know, when I look at the history of just Jefferson County, and yes, if you're looking and saying, are we going to flip Jefferson County in 2022? The answer is realistically no. Okay, we're not going to win all those seats back in 2022 unless some catastrophic event happens, changes people's hearts and minds in, in a short period of time. We, the Republicans, did a plan that took them a long time. They implemented it. They messaged it, and they and they came out on it for years and years and years. And that's that's what successfully turned it. Now I don't know if it's going to be two years, four years, six years, eight years. But if we don't fight back, then we might as well just give up. I mean, what's the point? Um, so that's what I tell people. We got to fight back and we have to look long term. You know, the younger generation statistics show that those under 35, okay, those, those folks are much more progressive than the people who are, I'm 57, 57 and older. Well, guess what? 57 and older, they're going to be around a lot less time than those people who are 35. So it's going to change. The demographics yeah. are going to change. If we don't get the messaging out to young people, now, if we don't get out that this is what the Democrats stand for and all they hear are the Republican messages and, that, and, and then they're going to they're going to start to drift that way. So we have an obligation to get this message out of what our belief system is and why we believe that what we're doing is the right thing, because young people see that, you know, I, I mean, if you're if you're in the Republican Party right now. OK, you know, issues, issues that are very important to them are, you know, uh, LGBTQ issues. OK, you know, my kids look at that and they, they literally look at me with a blank stare and like we don't even get why you care about that. Right. Why, why your generation is so concerned about that. Those issues are going to be different 10 years from now than they are now. The issues of guns. I say that guns are going to be the Republicans abortion issue. Uh, what, how abortion has hurt Democrats. Guns are going to hurt Republicans because young people see those issues and they're like, no, we don't want guns freely out everywhere because we see the damage that happens. And yes, in Jefferson County, which is a heavily favorable issue where, where guns are loved here in Jefferson County, I think the younger generation is going to start flipping that back. That's why it's important that we continue to get that message out. When the Republicans won in 2010 in this district, 
okay, for the first time, there was probably nobody that was more shocked than they were. They didn't expect it. So we have to be there. We have to be ready. We have to work and we have to be available because, you know what, it's not going to flip unless unless we're there to do it. Yeah. Unless yeah. we work at it and make it happen. So that's what I tell them. If you're looking at, at 2022 or 2024, you may be disappointed. But if you continue to work and you look down the road and say, hey, let's look at 2026, 2028 in Missouri. Now I'm talking about Missouri specifically. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where we got to start targeting. And, and can we pick off some races? You know, the Republicans have a deeply flawed candidate, probably, in this upcoming U.S. Senate race. If it's Eric Greitens, he's a deeply flawed candidate. OK, so now in Jefferson County, you know, OK, maybe he doesn't win Jefferson County, but instead of losing 60, 40, he loses 51 Whoever our candidate loses 51-49, okay? Well, if he's close in other places and wins in St. Lucie, you know, that might be that might be enough to get that candidate over the top. So we just can't give up. Even if we're in a county where we think we're going to be red for a few years, we got to make it less red because that's mm-hmm. the only way we can win in the state. Yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, not to harp on him too much because I've got a little history there, but with uh, uh, former Governor <laughs> Eric Greitens, I think it's a, uh, a prime example of what happens when um, that that those efforts that you're describing uh, don't take place, and somebody like him can then come back, uh, tell a story that's not true, and uh, just kind of catapult himself into office again. Uh, and that's that's an effort that he's really, uh, and, you know, I, I think there's just so many of, of these folks right now who profit off of a lot of this misinformation. There's there's probably few people who would profit more personally than he would. Um, but there are a lot of folks out there who don't really know what happened. And, you know, I, I, I blame a plenty for, for plenty of folks who were involved in that whole situation. But, um, I mean, that's an example. That That is a potential result that you will have somebody in the United States Senate who um, – um, you know, just a, a terrible person uh, who had to resign in disgrace from office, who uh, just now broke the law again uh, with his campaign finance. And he might be uh, a, a crucial vote in the Senate on issues that impact Americans everywhere. Uh, and it's 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 unfortunate. So I think for folks who are saying, oh, just give up and, and go um, that that I, to me, uh, it's it's a sad uh, and, 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 and not really the strongest. I think that that's, we've really seen what's happened when folks have, have dis or stopped investing in certain areas and put that investment, uh, elsewhere where they've said, we're going to concentrate here because this is quote unquote winnable and the other ones aren't. And when you stop fighting in certain areas, everybody sees that. And that's a message that you are communicating to everyone. Um, and I don't think that people really want to, uh, in many ways associate with any kind of an organization that just gives up at, at the first sign of resistance. And I think you're right. I mean, Jefferson County has a long history, um, and really the whole state does. Uh, and, uh, unfortunately we're kind of seeing, uh, what happens when, uh, um, this disinvestment is, is in so many communities throughout the state and folks just feel like they're, they haven't been heard by one side or another. And this whole one side versus the other that folks are really profiting off of seeing going at each other is just, it's, it's certainly symptomatic of, of that deeper problem, but, uh, it doesn't get fixed if you just give up. And uh, it's, it's great to see that uh, folks aren't. So um, we do have a, a question from Butler County. Um, so so not quite My Jefferson. My favorite county. 
little little bit away, yeah. Uh huh. So let's see. All right, Bob Butler gets a Butler County one. All right, I'm gonna put you on the screen here, Martin. It's a longer question, so this is going to take up part of the screen here. Uh, I believe Democrats in general have a messaging problem. Uh, example, calling foundationally important social infrastructure programs safety nets when they are fundamentally family and therefore community stabilizing necessities. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? So I guess he's asking about um, some of the particular labels for... Um, I guess the way that, that we talk about certain programs in this situation, but it could really apply to anything. Um, do you see that that is a component of um, any kind of a messaging strategy in terms of how you're talking about or labeling um, certain things that you're trying to discuss with voters? Yeah, I don't have any disagreement with that at all. Democrats have not been good at labeling a lot of issues. I'll use defund the police. The idea of what is behind that is is actually... a is, is a good idea. Let's let's take those resources and let's put them in other ways to fight crime and, and help communities and people. But we call it the fund police, and that's easy for conservatives to say, oh, you, you, we don't have police, what are we going to do? So I, I do think we do have to message things so differently. And that is one of our strategies, as, as I said earlier, sort of at the beginning, let's not fight this fight on their their turf anymore. Let's not talk about the issues the way Republicans talk about the issues. Let's flip these things on them and let's try to put them on the defensive on these issues. So when you talk about messaging, yes, he's right. Let's talk about when you talk about an infrastructure bill, instead of talking about it as quote unquote safety net, let's talk about, look, look, look you, Butler County, you know, you have a, a hospital down there in Poplar Bluff that was going to be an economic driver down in that region for years to come. Well, the Republicans refused to expand Medicaid. That hospital's gone. I'm pretty sure that hospital's gone now. So mm. that's a big investment in that community that's gone by the wayside. And that help, that hurts people directly in, in Butler County, Missouri. So, yeah. you know, those are things that that's the messaging that we have to say is, look, these are the consequences when we don't expand Medicaid is that these are jobs. These are families in Butler County that are now, you know, we don't have these resources. You know, the, we have such a drain on doctors, you know, educated nurses and doctors and uh, other technicians, along with income and along with health care. You know, for goodness sakes, rural health. And I mean, you've got to drive, you know, miles and miles and miles to get health care. And this is this is the impact. And that's where we have to sort that's where we have to take it is to, yes, very much individualize it. Look, this is how it impacts you. You can't you don't have a doctor in your region because they didn't expand Medicaid. Period. Yeah. And you're already paying for it, but you're not getting the resources for it because it's a political issue for them. Yeah. So I hope that answers the question. Yeah, I, I think that that's no, that's that's very, uh, very much on, on point. Uh, and for um, well, actually, for some of these questions that are coming in right now. Um, are really about not just the, the elections that we've been talking, but we've talked a lot about uh, United States Senate. Uh, we've talked a lot about the state representative seats, state Senate seats. But folks are talking about, for example, school board elections and how important those are, um, or the health board, for example. Um, for, for other, there, there are other offices that are um, very important. Oftentimes you see folks who, you know, they, they run for something even more local, than state representative, um, maybe there's something uh, you know within their township or, or whatever else it might be, um, and then that's the initial way to get involved. And I mean, you can see, I'm sure, I'm sure. Well, 
let me not assume anything, but I know for, for many counties throughout the state, uh, there are local township representatives for each party that uh, often are vacant and are not filled. And a lot of folks don't even know that that's something that they could do, but it's a great way to initially get involved and learn who people are and, and, and volunteer in many ways too. Um, so, I mean, I, for, for the efforts that you all are looking at, is there a foundational look to at these uh, very, very local races as well to, to get more candidates running, but also more support for those folks too. Yes, what we did is we went through, uh, as an organization, we went through and we identified every every local office that exists in Jefferson County. And we've identified when those offices are coming up for election. Uh, then we're reaching out to try because one thing I will say in Jefferson County and having gone through that list is I know that there's a lot of local municipalities, you know, Crystal City, and, and uh, uh, for it's just one example, Peavely is another one, where we know that the people who are running those cities are strong Democrats. We know school board members who we know are strong Democrats, um, and 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 they get elected because they're nonpartisan elections. Right. So yes, we are absolutely looking at that. We're looking to identify, and right now there's a push uh, in this county from the other side to try to get the Patriots, the far right, they're making a, a push to try to get more people on those school boards because they want to control those mask mandates. And we've made a specific effort. That's one of our specific efforts is to identify all of these elections and then to make sure that we're not just willy-nilly running people in every race, that we're making sure we're running against people who we know we need to defeat. We gotta, we have to have our resources directed the right way. And that's the way we have to, that, that we have to quote unquote, build the bench down in Jefferson County. And we do, we have somebody who's gonna run for state rep or at least has expressed great interest in running for state rep who ran last time for the ambulance board mm -hmm. and got the local union support in a nonpartisan election and got was the highest vote, vote getter out of you know five candidates in that. And now she's, she's hopefully gonna run for state representative. Um, and now people are going to see that she's already represented the county. So right. that's what that is absolutely what we have to do. It's very much part of what, you know, we've, we've tried to break it down. You know, we could sit here and think of 100 things we could do as a county. And one of the things that we said we had to prioritize was building our base, but then also, secondly, building our bench. And that means identifying these elections, recruiting candidates to run for school boards, uh, and local municipal elections, fire boards, and 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 et cetera, and making we making sure that we have good represent represented Democrats on those boards. So that's sort of the two prongs of what we're mainly yeah. doing. Is uh, that's been our direction at this point? Yeah. Well. That's great. And for folks, if you're inspired, you want to get involved and help out, uh, make sure to go to uh, their website. You can learn more, Jefferson County Modem Central Committee dot org. Uh, you can also search for uh, just the Jefferson County, uh, Missouri Democrats, too, on Google. You'll find them. Uh, but that's a great place to get involved. Uh, Bob, this was Super helpful. Uh, very excited. Uh, we're we're going to have, oh, I got to plug this thing again, too. Hold up. We've got the forum that's coming up. It is going to be on Wednesday. So if you want to uh, see Bob Moore, come on down to this thing, 7 p.m., uh, November 3rd in person. You can get in starting at right around 6 o'clock and, and come a little bit early. It will be at the Fine Arts Theater. Uh, you can RSVP for that. And hold up. I'll get that little link up on the screen, too. It's over at uh, bit.com. 
Lee slash Jeffco Forum. Uh, there are a few seats left, uh, but if you'd like to stream it, like I said, too, you'll be able to see it um, really here. We're, we're going to be streaming it right here, wherever you're watching it from. Uh, and if you are a, a group or even an individual and you want to also share it with your network, too, uh, just go ahead and comment here, and I'll make sure to get you that link. Uh, Bob, this was great. Thank you so much for, for coming on. Um, I, I guess I'm going to see you in just a little bit anyway, right? Yes, by Wednesday. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> well, great. Well, tell, tell the dogs they did a good job. Uh, they did. Bad job great. For those who really wanted to see them, I guess. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can participate in these shows live and subscribe so you don't miss any at aladgross.live. This is Alad Gross, and I'll see you on the next Alad Pod.